And we're back to the Elevate Podcast. I'm your host, yours truly, Sherman Jones. We're back at it again, man. A lot of things to cover today. Hope you guys stick with me. Um, at first, I wasn't going to talk about this Rockets and Warriors situation or these situations. But after hearing everything yesterday or last night and then today on the radio and everybody's calling in saying the Rockets got robbed and referees are cheating, et cetera, et cetera. I decided to go ahead and talk about it. Uh, so to get it started, I'm very upset because of the way that James Harden, uh, Mike D'Antoni, and Chris Paul are complaining about these calls. Um, for one, I think that James Harden, for sure James Harden, and Chris Paul are, are too good to be trying to force calls to decide the game. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but when I watch basketball and my favorite sport, which is football, it's like I really like dive in and dig in and dissect certain things from like in football. I can, I, I'm looking at, I'm trying to figure out the covers they're in. I'm trying to, you know, things like that. I'm trying to see who's running routes crisp and things like that. Who's just out there just getting open. Um, who's not blocking. It's more than, it's a game within the game for me. So, um, I've watched a lot of James Harden over the last five or six years that he's been in Houston, more so since he's been in Houston. And James Harden doesn't even, when he, when he shoots his threes, he doesn't get a lot of lift on his, from like, from his feet. So he doesn't jump high. He, he, he gets a separation and he pulls. He's not, uh, He's not like Tim Hardaway Jr., where Tim Hardaway Jr. gets a lot of elevation on his shot. He's not. He don't. He doesn't shoot like that. James Harden barely gets lift from his legs. He, he uses a lot of upper body strength to get those shots off. So he's 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 getting his step back and he's pulling. He's not really getting a whole lot of elevation. So if on his normal jump shot, James Harden barely gets elevation. Tell me how. On the, the, the controversial call that everyone's talking about towards the end of the game, there, there are some calls, whatever, but the one that everybody's talking about is the one with him and Draymond Green. Tell me how James Harden shoots a three from four feet behind the line but tries to land inside of the three-point line. His landing spot was inside of the three-point line. James Harden doesn't shoot like that. He's straight-up, straight-down shooter, and he barely gets elevation. So... If he's shooting four feet from behind the three-point line and his eventual landing spot that he's trying to land in is inside the three-point line, doesn't that mean he jumped forward on the shot? That's not how he shoots. So it's bothering me because I know that James Harden doesn't shoot like that. He's trying to draw fouls. Chris Paul the same way. On the on the Sean Livingston call, he he's kind of like flailing his body and like he doesn't shoot like that. They're trying to draw these calls, and when they don't get it, they blame the refs. And that's bothersome for me. Now, I'm not going to go and go into, oh, this should have been called, that should have been called. This, 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 their referees make mistakes in every game. Anyone that hoops knows that. If you're a real hooper, you know that referees make mistakes all games. And you know that you give them a hard time. But if you're a real hooper, you're never going to say that you lost the game because of the ref. And I'm not saying that 
the Rockets themselves are saying this, but their fans, a lot of them are saying that. And that's that's terrible for me. And for me, I just feel like when James Harden says he just wants a fair chance, bro, you've led the league in free throw shooting the last five years. Every time you go to the free throw line, it's not a foul. But they get but you're getting these calls. So fair? Come on, man. You you gotta have used better terminology than that because like I said, you've led the league by far the last five seasons in free throw attempts. And every time you go to the free throw line, it's not a foul. So they're giving you stuff. So as they give it, they take it as well. And James Harden is allowed to travel a lot without getting called. But he wants a quote-unquote fair shot. Come on, man, don't do that. Just play the game, man. And for those of you who are Rockets fans that are going around saying, oh, man, calling the radio station. Oh, man, we got robbed. I love the Rockets still, but we got robbed last night, blah, 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 blah. Come on, man, don't do that. Because I have several reasons to why I know for sure that the refs didn't cause you guys to lose that game. For one, you guys shot 14 from 47 from three. Terrible. Your best player, James Harden, shot 25% from three. He shot four for 16. Terrible. Okay. P.J. Tucker and Capella have four points, nine rebounds, and seven fouls. Terrible. Clint Capella was minus 17 in 27 minutes. Terrible. And as a matter of fact, Steph Curry had more rebounds than Clint Capella. Terrible. And Clint Capella is on record in the press conference saying, oh, we want the Warriors. That doesn't even make sense. If you can get a championship without facing the Warriors, go that route. Just go that route. It's going to be the same accomplishment. But he came out, he came out and said, oh, man, I want the Warriors. But you go, you're, you're minus 17 in 27 minutes, and you get out-rebounded by Steph Curry. And you're getting paid. You, got, you signed a contract five years, $80 million, With $10 million incentives. Come on, man. You have four points, bro. That that's Clint Capella, five years, eighty million, with the with with the with the opportunity to get ninety million. That's that's him. Him. Joe Green, minus sixteen in seven minutes, bro. You played seven minutes, and you minus sixteen. Terrible. Now on the flip side, if two of your starters combined score four points, all the Golden State Warriors starters in double figures, right? Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant shot 18 threes combined. James Harden shot 16 by himself. Jacking. But the referees cost you the game, right? Okay. And, and, and tell me this. Now, as I'm watching the game, and all real basketball true hoopers, not just fans of the game, there's a difference between fans of teams and real hoopers. Like, I can say that I'm a real connoisseur of basketball and football. Every time the Cowboys play, I don't automatically just be like, we're going to win because we're the Cowboys or whatever. It's my team. We're going to win Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. I don't say stuff like that. That's just not me. But you have some people who are like extremely biased and because it's the Rockets, they're going to have their, oh, we're going to do this because we're the Rockets and blah, 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 blah. They're blind to the actual game. How many times in that game, game one, that the Rockets lost, how many times did James Harden get the ball either on a rebound or takeout or inbounds, dribble the ball, dribble, 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 until the shot clock gets low, step back three, step back, contested three. How many times do you do that? That's terrible basketball, man. 
And actually, in game two, if I'm up to watch it, because they be playing late, I'm actually going to count how many times he does that. How many times he get the ball, there's no passes, and he's doing step-back threes. These are reasons why you lose the games. That's not, that's not winning basketball. The ball's sticking. The ball's not moving. That's how you lose games, man. Shooting four from 16 from three, that's how you lose games, man. That's, that's how you lose games. You're starting your 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 two bigs, which is PJ Tucker and Capella. Now, to his defense, PJ Tucker is not really a big. But in this lineup, he's playing that four, that four man. So you're I'm not gonna call him a big. So you're starting four and five, have four points, nine rebounds, seven fouls. But we want to blame the officials. And to kick and, and and here's the kicker. Even even though all the ref calls or whatever y'all say. It's debatable calls or it should have been called a foul. You still had a chance to win the game. And everybody talking about the refs, but James Harden went to the line and missed the free throw. James Harden came down and stepped out of bounds on the step back. That's a crunch moments. So in the clutch, James Harden missed the free throw and James Harden had a turnover in the crunch time. But it's the ref's fault. James Harden tried to do a step back three in the corner where it's the smallest part on the court. Uh, uh. Out of bounds. James Harden goes to the line to shoot two. He misses one. So this is these are things that cause you to lose the game. Now, we can bend the ref if you want to. I'm done with it. I just want to go through that because it's, it's a lot of people. A lot of people who are just blaming the refs. And like I said, anyone who really hoops, they know how hard it is to ref. And everything is like based on... Like my angle, and did I see that? Did I feel this? That you know, if you really, really hoop, you know that. And if you really hoop and you ref, you know you can't make every call. And for for people to go around and saying that, and saying go around and say that the refs costing the game, they act like Golden State, the Golden State Warriors body slamming them, and the referees not calling the foul, or they're acting like the Golden State Warriors were blatantly fouling them on purpose, like clotheslining them or something, and they didn't get the calls. Come on, man. These, these, these are questionable things. Like, based on my angle, I may not have thought that was a foul. Or based on Chris Paul and James Harden flopping so much, I can't tell if, if, if they're really getting hit or they're flopping. This, this is real stuff. Like I said, it's not like they're getting suplexed and the referees aren't calling the foul. Or they're getting clothesline. Or they're getting stone cold stunner and they're not calling the foul. That's not what's happening. It's all questionable, debatable calls. But even still... I just gave you all the reasons, a lot of the reasons why they lost the game. If you want to say foul calls, hey, you do that. Moving on. How about Dame Lillard, man? Dame Lillard. I'm on record saying before the playoffs even started, I know I'm on record saying that to me, Dame Lillard, the best point guard in the league. And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, no, Steph Curry, this, Kyrie Irving, this. But the reason why I say that, not just because Dame is a killer. But he has no weaknesses in this game. None. He plays defense at an elite level. He plays offense at an elite level. He's athletic. He got bounce. He can shoot. All of that. So when you when you look at Steph Curry, Steph Curry not going to play on defense like that. When you look at Russell Westbrook, he can't shoot like that. When you look at, at Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving ain't playing defense like that. And in that series where I picked OKC to win and they, you know, I thought that they had a better supporting cast and obviously they didn't. Dame guarded Russell Westbrook the whole game. 
on all the games when he was in the game. He guarded him. Russell Westbrook didn't guard Dame Lillard. So not to take anything away from Russ, but that's big, man. When the lights are on, it's the it's, it's the brightest and and the and the tough get going. It's, it's getting good. You gotta play some defense on the guy that's gets killing you. Now the only bad thing about that series is, I just hope that Rush doesn't get all the blame because Paul George was guarding Dame Lillard, and he was getting ate up too. So Russell Westbrook takes bad shots and. And he celebrate, rock the baby, and get Dame going. And him and Dennis Schroeder got Dame going. And Dame started killing and all that. But Paul George takes some blame, too. Billy Donovan, you got some blame, too. Sam Presti, you put the team together, you get some blame, too. You have no shooters, bro. Paul George can make shots, but he's not a shooter. But he's good at making shots, though. But I'm saying you got no shooters. Like, pure shooters? No. Uh, Big Adams, I don't know what you was doing, bro. But... Again, they're going to blame Russell Westbrook. He already came out and said, they said I'm a ball hog. I lead the league in assists in two years straight. Now I'm, I'm chasing stats. So it's just like there's no way to win. But at the same time, he, he takes a lot of blame, but he shouldn't take all of it. You know what I mean? Because it shouldn't be like that. Paul George, yeah, get some of that blame. Get some of that. So, so far uh, in the East playoffs, all the teams I picked to win one. And actually, on both sides, all the higher seeds won. There was no upsets, really. Um, but I tried to, you know, use the history of the NBA and try to get an upset going, but it didn't work. Um, like I said, I picked OKC to beat Portland because I thought that Dame and CJ would cancel out Paul George and Russell Westbrook and vice versa. So I thought that the Oklahoma City Thunder had a better supporting cast, and that didn't work out. Um and then I picked San Antonio to beat the Nuggets in seven based on playoff experience, uh, coaching, um, but that didn't work. So the Nuggets beat the Spurs in seven. So now we're on to the second round, and uh, the Nuggets will be facing Portland Trailblazers starting tonight. Uh, you saw last night, uh, or yesterday afternoon, the Warriors and the Rockets started their series. Uh, so right now the Warriors are up 1-0 with game two tomorrow. In Oakland, um, in the East, Boston took care of Milwaukee yesterday by a large margin. And Paul Pierce being Paul Pierce saying the series is over after one game. Toronto just lost their first game, still won the series. Philly lost their first game in the first round, won their series. The Nuggets lost their first game in the playoff series, round one. But all of a sudden, because Boston won the first game, it's over. Paul Pierce... The idiot, the hater, stop it, bro. Now, the Celtics may win it, but don't say it's over because of one game, bro. You can't do that. If, if you should talk to anything, you can't do that. Anywho, uh, Philly got beat by Toronto on Saturday night. They played again tonight. So that's an interesting series. Kawhi Leonard's being Kawhi, taking over. Uh, I hope Philly can get back into it. I uh, hope that, that that should be a good series. Um, but... Based on what I started to say at the beginning, what what um, I picked in the beginning, I picked the Sixers to beat the Raptors, and I picked the Celtics to beat the Bucks. And then in the West, um, even though I picked OKC to beat Portland, I said whoever wins that series should get to the Western Conference Finals. So I'm going to stick to that and say Portland beats the Nuggets. And then, of course, 
I got the Warriors beating the Rockets in the second round. So we'll see how that goes. Um, this past weekend, starting on Thursday, we had the NFL draft. And, um, you know, I pay attention to everything pretty much, uh, especially the first two days where you have the, the first round on Thursday. And then on Friday, you got the second and third rounds. Um, I pay attention to it a lot. Um, I just come to see who gets what. Um, I think that in the first round, um, as far as your draft strategies and things like that, it's not really that hard in the first round. I don't think your team is made by your draft picks in the first round because um, pretty much the, the best players or the highest rated players are going in the first round. But I think that the teams are really built on day two and three. Uh, that's when, you, that's when your, uh, your scouting really comes in and you really got to like buckle down and get your team going. I think the second and third days are more important than the first. But anyways, um, as many of you guys have seen, um, a lot of people have been saying bad things about the the uh, the Raiders pick with Colin Farrell. And then you got uh, Jones that went to the Giants. And, of course, everybody got something to say about that as well. But for me, uh, I think or I feel that the Arizona Cardinals made a mistake. Now, hey, say what you want, but this is how I feel. I feel like I like Josh Rosen, and he's a bigger quarterback than Colin Murray. He can make all the throws. Um, he just had a terrible offensive line, and their team wasn't that good last year, and they're not going to be good this year. Um, the, the office line and all that's still terrible. Um, but even still, I just think that the Cardinals made a mistake by giving up on him too quick because you spent the, you traded up to pick him last year just to get rid of him after a year. And the first mistake the Cardinals made, though, was hiring Cliff Kingsbury because he wasn't even successful in college. Uh, yes, his quarterbacks did what they did, but as far as winning and losses, he wasn't even winning. And the Big 12, playing the Big 12, it ain't really the SEC. But even still, it's like, what makes Colin Murray different from Johnny Manziel? And Johnny Manziel played Alabama just like Colin Murray did. And Johnny Manziel beat Alabama. And Johnny Manziel played in the SEC, the hardest and toughest division in college football, the best division in, or the best conference in college football where everybody got a defense. Johnny Manziel played in that. So what makes Colin Murray different from Johnny Manziel? They both won the Heisman. And for me, I take the quarterbacks who play in the Big 12 with a grain of salt because nobody played defense in the Big 12. Texas has a solid defense, but even they give up a lot of points. So you're not going to see too many games where the defense is dominating in the Big 12. So Kyler's putting up those big numbers in the Big 12, and everybody's taking and running with it. He's still a little guy. And then, like I said, I don't see a difference between him and Johnny Manziel. But we'll, we'll, we'll see once it comes. Um, Baker Mayfield played in the Big 12 as well. So I know a lot of people are looking at that and saying, hey, he come from the same system as Baker Mayfield and et cetera, et cetera. But what people don't know is Baker Mayfield is a leader, like a great leader. Like every locker room he comes into, he grabs everybody's attention. That's just what he does. Players gravitate towards Baker Mayfield. Now, would they do the same thing for Colin Murray? We don't know. But 
Baker, like I said, Baker Mayfield won the Heisman. Baker Mayfield played in the Big 12. So the things that I'm knocking Kyler Murray for, Baker Mayfield had the same. But you can't teach leadership. And Baker Mayfield makes players gravitate towards him. And he's a leader. Have, has anybody ever heard Kyler Murray even talk? Who knows? I haven't. But like I said, I thought the Cardinals made a mistake. Um, you keep to me. I'm keeping Josh Rosen because I don't think you're a quarterback away from competing. Um, and last year, Josh Rosen had a defensive-minded coach. Um, that doesn't bow well. Look at Jerry Goff. He had Jeff Fisher, and he was looking terrible. And then they got rid of Jeff Fisher and they got an offensive-minded coach. And now Jerry Goff looking like Jerry Goff. Look how he look now. Play the Super Bowl. They were they were hammered by the Patriots, but he got the Super Bowl. You see what I'm saying? So I think they gave up on Josh Rosen too fast and made a mistake because with me saying that they're not a quarterback away, they could have traded out their first pick and got some extra picks and used that to fill out your roster and make your team better. Now, I'm not wishing anything bad on Colin Murray. I just feel like there was a mistake by taking him. Just my opinion. And then I don't understand how Dwayne Haskins is upset at the Giants for passing on him when the Giants have a legit starter in their minds that's going to start, period, until he retires. And Eli Manning. So you're pouting, and and, 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 and when, when Jones got picked, you're like, you're nodding your head, and then you said the NFL messed up. Bro, you got picked 15th. I think three teams passed on you. So how did you, three teams needing quarterbacks passed on you. So how did the NFL mess up, for one? And for two, just be humble, man, and be grateful. You go to a situation in Washington where you're competing for the starting job from day one. Now, will you get it or not? It's up to you. But they have Case Keenum and they have Alex Smith that's coming off a broken leg. A horrific broken leg. So you're in a better position than going to the Giants and you're pouting. Plus, you're from the DMV area. So you're basically at home. You're basically home. You have a chance to compete for a starting job. And you're complaining. You're blessed to play in the NFL. You got you still got a first round draft pick. And you're complaining? Come on, man. The only teams that needed a quarterback based on the scouting reports and, and, and the teams were well, you know you weren't going to the Cardinals. And I don't think the Cardinals need a quarterback, but that's they did here and there. So it's four teams. The Cardinals passed on you. Uh, but you know he wasn't going there anyway. The Giants passed on you. The the Broncos passed on you. And nobody ever said the Broncos really needed a quarterback. They got Joe Flacco. But even still, if you go to the Broncos, you're not going to start because Joe Flacco is there. And the Miami Dolphins, who ended up getting Josh Rosen. So the Miami Dolphins probably passed on you because they know they was getting Josh Rosen once Kyler Murray was taken. So really... Come on, man. You complaining about going number 15 to a team that you got a chance to start for? Come on, bro. Got your feelings. All right, so before I wrap this up, uh, I, I watched a lot of the Nike EYBL this weekend. And for you guys that don't know who that is, that is the Elite Youth Basketball League. It's the Nike League with uh, a lot of Nike teams. Um, Texas has four teams. Yeah, Texas got four teams. They all loaded, man. They're stacked. Um, watching these games, the uh, the talent level 
and the the intensity in the EYBL is different from the Adidas Gauntlet and the Under Armour Association. It's some real dudes. It's some dudes in the EYBL, man. Um, I got a chance to see um, R.J. Hampton, the, the guy who goes to Little Elm. Uh, great player. Um, his team didn't win any games, but the boy showed out. Now, uh, will his team get better moving on? I don't know. So the way the EYBL works is, and the way the other uh, organizations work is with the Under Armour and the uh, Adidas Gauntlet is, you have sessions. And like EYBL is a session one, you play four games. And then session two, you play four games. And then session three, you play four games. And they have divisions. So the top four teams from each of the four divisions in the EYBL move on to the Peace Jam for the in Augusta, Georgia at the end of the year. Well, not the end of the year, the end of the summer. And you have a chance to compete for the Peace Jam Championship. So you got to stay in the top four of your division. Um, so the four teams out of Texas uh, were the Houston Hoops. They went two and two. and two. Um, But their best player, LJ Cryer from Morton Ranch, wasn't there. He had an ankle injury, but... They're pretty. They're loaded, man. They got the guy uh, Tremont Mark that just uh, committed to U of H, fully committed to U of H. Um, they got Langston Love that goes to Cibolo Steel. Yo, player. He's a player. He's a he's a sophomore actually playing with the juniors. He's a player. He's a real player. Um, so the Hoops went two and two. Um, that's the team out of Houston, and then out of Dallas they got three teams. They got Pro Skills. They went three and one. Pro Skills got Michael Peavy. The guy from Duncanville who just won state player. And like I said, the EYBL is different to the point where this kid had his top five picked before he started playing the EYBL. Before his first session, he had a TCU, Michigan, U of H, um, Marquette. And I, I want to say, ah, oh man, it was somebody I don't remember. Maybe Texas Anime or something. I don't remember. But he played in that first session and he said, thanks to all the schools who recruited me, but my recruitment is back open. That's how different it is in EYBL. Possibly play a lot of factor. He's top 30 in the country. Um, so he looking, he looking the ball and he's looking to go up in the rankings and get more, more offers. Um, so that was pro skills. Um, RJ Hampton plays for Drive Nation. They went on for Drive Nation. It's coached by Jermaine O'Neal. It's uh, Jermaine O'Neal and Mo Williams team out of Dallas. And actually the EYBL session three is at his facility in Dallas at Drive Nation facility. So, if any of you local guys want to get out there and watch some good hoops, get the dice on at the end of May. It's all those teams are playing in there. So all, all teams play in all sessions. So all the top guys in the country in the EYBL are going to be in Dallas uh, at the end of May. And then uh, Greg Brown and Kay Cunningham plays for Texas Titans. If you guys remember, that's the same team that Julius Randle played for, but they weren't EYBL at the time. Um, they, got some, they got some guys over there. Those two guys there. Or ranked top ten in the country. Kay Cunningham is six 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 seven playing the point. Can do it all. Can shoot the ball mid range. Dunk on you. Pull up. He got everything. Play defense. Everything. Um, he's from Dallas, but he goes to uh, Mount Verde Academy. And then you got Greg Brown the third, who is top ten as well. I want to. Yeah, he, he top ten. Uh, he got offers from Texas, North Carolina, all the big schools already. Uh, he's like a six nine. He played a wing, but he he gets busy dunking everything. Dunking, dunking and blocking everything. He's a player. So that team, Texas Titans, went 4-0. Um, so, so far, so so far, so good. And I want you to get you guys know, remember these names, man. Remember LJ Cryer. Remember uh, Greg Brown III, Michael Peavy, Langston Love, K. 
Kay Cunningham, RJ Hampton. Remember those names. These are all Texas kids, man. And we got to support our own. These kids, man. These kids got it. Tremont Mark as well. Little Braylon. They got it, man. Like, watch these kids support, support our own because these kids are doing big things. And like I said, if you got a chance to get out of the house, get it for a weekend, tell the wife or whatever, the girlfriend, you can go to Dads and watch some hoops. It's at the end of May. EYBL, go to the website. It's the end of May. It's a session in Dallas. Drive up there. Watch these hoops. The EYBL is different. All right? You guys take care. Like I always tell you, kiss your loved ones, tell them you love them. Be blessed.